0: I think about my buddy Chris Stramberg. He was on The Bachelorette with me. This is a crazy story. So one night out on the Mumbrian Street, he came up to me. This is before we were on the show. This is like eight or ten months before filming. He walked up to me in a bar and he had his phone out. He goes, this is you right here. And it was a guy. It was a side profile. And it was a guy with a beard and a part on the side of his head and the meme said watch out for this guy because this guy will steal your girl he showed me that and he looks at me he goes don't steal my girl fast forward 10 months later
1: you stole his girl
0: we were in the mansion of the bachelorette and he comes (laughs) up to me after as i'll never forget this as soon as i walked to the door he comes up to me he goes do you remember me i was like no he goes remember I came up to you at that bar and he's like, I showed you that meme. I was like, oh my God, you did. He ends up kissing Caitlyn first and then Caitlyn ended up giving me the rose on the first night. We are walking back through the hotel and I go, stole your girl. Welcome back to In The Booth. I'm Sean Booth. And today... We got two of us. It is she. It is Sam Cat Lady in the building riding shotgun next to me. For those of you not watching on YouTube, to break it down for you, Sam Cat has on a bright, bright bubblegum pink shirt, some black pants, and some Converse. That's what she's wearing. Welcome to the show, Sam Cat.
1: What was that? (laughs) Why did you just break down what I'm wearing?
0: I don't know. I kind of liked it, though. I want to give the people (laughs) at home a, a visual. Okay. Riding in their cars.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean, I definitely think there's something to be said that the uh, the video aspect does add an extra layer to it. So, thank you for being the eyes for those that are listening.
0: You're welcome. And we're coming off of a July 4th weekend. Um, I didn't do much. What about you, Samcat?
1: I did not do much either, unfortunately. I mean, I did a lot of outdoor laying And like blow up pools. And I probably eat six hot dogs in the last two days.
0: Nice. There we go. (laughs) High five. Did you watch a hot dog eating contest? 63. Was it 63 or 67 dogs, Andrew? No idea. Okay. No idea. Do they
2: still do that?
0: They still do it. I thought it was canceled, but then it was uncanceled. And I'm pretty sure Joey Chestnut won again at 60 something dogs.
1: How many hot dogs do you think Joey Chestnut has had in his lifetime? Man.
0: I don't know if that's like a once a year deal where he preps with other food. I've seen a show before they prep with other foods to expand their stomach as much as possible. So... I'd imagine after those dogs, he's probably like, I'm good for another 365 days. How
1: many dogs do you think you can eat in one sitting, Sean? I've
0: tried this. Me and my buddy did it. I could probably do in 10 minutes, I think I could put down 12 hot dogs.
1: 12?
0: Yeah.
2: He ate 62.
0: 62.
2: It seems kind of stupid that he just like, how has... I don't understand how this guy has won
0: every year for like fifteen years,
2: sixteen years in a row. He's won. How is no one able to beat him?
0: Kobe? Because nobody
1: wants to beat him. (laughs) Who the hell wants to be the hot dog eating? Like, let's think about the logistics here. What What do they? Do they even win money?
0: They Yeah, of course. But he is like Captain America. That guy is America, Joey Chestnut. And what I want to know is, is it a skill that you can take into your 50s and 60s? Like, is he going to be just wrecking this contest for the rest of his life? Or at some point, do you kind of age out of it like a basketball player?
2: Yeah, I have no idea. I saw a video of him on the internet where he was like, it's my cheat day. So I'm going to eat X amount of Big Macs. I'm like the fact that I didn't realize that he had cheat days. I thought his life was it was a, cheat, a day. cheat day.
0: Yeah, and isn't it true that he'll smell like hot dogs the next few days because it's like seeping through his pores?
1: <laughs> you know, when I mentioned eating six, six hot dogs in the last forty eight hours, I didn't realize we were going to dive this deep into like <laughs> yeah, hot dog.
0: We are land, deep,
1: but um, I apologized everybody. Do we think that Joey Chestnut is married?
0: Ooh, that's what I was, and I was wondering this as well. Does he get ladies? And girls throwing themselves at him because he is the hot dog eating champ of the world. are like, hmm, that turns me on. Let me get some of that hot dog.
1: Listen, every pot has a lid and I'm sure someone finds that attractive. Yeah. I am not sure that I fall in that category, nor do I know anyone that would. But you do you, baby.
0: So you want to be attracted to him? No. Who would you be attracted to, Sam Cat? Because yesterday you were leaving BC Gym <laughs> and I don't know what prompted you to say this, but you were just like, you know what? F it. I'm done trying to find a good guy and relationship. I'm just gonna marry somebody rich. You went there. You're there. That's where you're at in your life. Uh let's break that down. You know what kind of problems you got going on over there? Okay,
1: first, first I'm gonna defend myself. I wasn't really serious. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was a little bit, there's some truth to it, but I hate the negative. Mindset of girls just being like, "Oh, screw guys! I'm never doing." They're all the same. Like I hate that narrative because I think what you repeatedly say to yourself and what you say out loud does, in some form, manifest itself. So I do try and be mindful of the way I approach dating in general because I feel like there's so many layers to this. I don't even know where to start. I just feel like I've been down on my luck and. I have been try. I was trying, you know, I kind of go through phases where I'm like, I'm not really, I'm busy with work or I'm tired or whatever it is. And I'm just like, you know what? If he breaks through my window, like the Kool-Aid man, and he's like, oh yeah. Then I'm like, hey, oh, how's yeah. it going? Uh, that's probably never going to happen. So then I will go through phases where I put a little more effort in to like put myself out there and to meet someone specifically for dating. Because here's the thing. I have enough friends. Do you know how many guy friends I have? A lot. And that's not to say that I don't you have girlfriends. any of them? No. I was going Ooh, to say, that's a, that's I a, also hate when girls are like, oh, I just, guys are just easier. And it's like, no, Jessica, you're easy. They are not easier. You got to like set boundaries. However, with all of that being said, I have a lot of guy friends, but I do have a lot of girlfriends that, too. That's a
0: red flag right there for me, if you're asking. I'm a red Was flag? asking if you have a ton of guy friends. But I also
1: have a ton of girlfriends. But it's it's like, not just like I only hang out with guys.
0: Yeah. Are you like, all right, I'm just going to go to uh, dinner with Jonathan tonight. If no. you had a boyfriend. No, no,
1: no, no. Okay. Because I also that's believe, a big topic or debate. Yes, I completely agree. But I do think that there's also a difference in when I'm with someone versus when I'm single of how much right. I interact with my guy friends.
0: Right, that makes sense. Yes,
1: but uh, but that doesn't change the fact that they're my friend. Maybe our interactions will change, but it doesn't change the fact that I have that friendship with them. Okay. The thing about me is, though, is that I'm a big boundaries gal. I have plenty of guy friends that I've never even so much as intimately fist-bumped because I've just always set that precedent. that Can you tell, you
0: are- though? They're, you're like, ooh, he's trying to be a little more than a friend. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I feel like. Have a couple
0: shots. You're at the bar. You're at Honky Tonk Central.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yes and no, because I feel like my friends and the people who I, like, confide in about my dating situations give me a hard time of the fact that, like, I'm very hard to read. Right. I've been told that many times. Right. So I kind of shoot myself in the foot, which I am aware of, which leads me back to the I've been trying thing that I was saying. Like, I've been trying to be more vulnerable. It's very hard for me to be vulnerable. I've been try. I tried to, like, kind of make it more well known that I was into someone because I've been told that I kind of like. You ever see that meme that's just like, oh, if I'm being really cool with you, I don't like you. But if I'm awkward and stuttering, that means I like you. I feel like that is me. Okay. If I'm shooting the shit with you and it's just like super chill, I probably don't like you.
0: (laughs) Okay. We're taking notes. Because we were going to find a relationship expert for today. And we're like, you know what? How about we be the relationship experts? Two people who are historically pretty terrible at relationships.
1: (laughs) The blind leading the blind. The
0: blind leading the blind. You know who's really good at relationships? No one. Our man, Andrew, right there behind the desk. Been
1: happily... Had like the ball and chain for what, half your life now? I've been married for three years, yeah. But you've been dating her for a decade.
2: Yeah. And, and you're you were only
1: 26 years old, which means that is essentially half your 16 life. 16 years been,
2: old. It's been nine years. So we started dating when I was like 17 or 18. She was 16.
1: You guys are a country song. I know. You are. I do love well, that. Anyways, I got distracted. But yeah, I think it's hysterical that you brought up this topic to me and said, do you want to talk on this? I'm like, yeah, I'm an open book, but- I would never claim to know. I feel like if I knew, wouldn't I be with someone?
0: If you knew it, you would have done it, is what you say.
1: And I hate when people are like, oh my God, why are you single? And I'm like, dude, if I knew, I probably wouldn't be.
0: Something I hear from a lot of females in this city.
1: This is a hard city.
0: It's a hard city to date.
1: It is. It's Never Neverland. Everybody moves here to not grow up. They move here to chase their dreams. That's true. And Jessica from Tin Roof. (laughs) You know what I'm Jessica
0: saying? From What do you have against <laughs> Jessica? There's been a Jessica who has hurt you pretty bad in the past.
1: No, did I say it twice? Did you said it? Jessica
0: twice this episode. Right, maybe
1: it's a fruity. And we're
0: only step. about 10 minutes in here.
1: Yeah. Anyways, we got way off track from when I was leaving the gym and I said that I had given up.
0: Yeah. You said you just wanted to find a rich guy and sit on a catamaran the rest of your life. And that was it.
1: Yes. But it was like kind of a joke. I, I hate, again, when I was saying like, oh, I'm done with men. I also hate when women are like... Well, is he rich? Like, who the fuck cares if he's rich? You know what I care about? He has like financial literacy. If you make $50,000 a year, lit, but don't be driving a $100,000 car. Right. Like, that's the shit that I can't stand.
0: Is that a top five turn on, turn off for you? What oh, do, God, what do yeah. you look for in a man, Sam Cat? Mm. Here we go.
1: Superficially or like actually?
0: You give me, you got five attributes that you need from a guy. What are they? Can
1: I check my notes app?
0: You have that in your notes app? I'm not surprised because you literally have every wedding you've ever been to. Thinking that somebody one day is going to be like, Hey, Sammy, I was curious. How many weddings have you been to? No,
1: sorry. Are we in the middle of a podcast (laughs) and you're asking me what I look for in a man? I'm like, you know what? I do have these, but I also have them to refer back to. What else do you have
0: on there? Do you write down like... I have everything. Okay. I have goals, memories. Let's see. Five attributes.
1: All right. Well, I think okay, I'm not going superficial. I'm going just like things that I'm attracted to in a human being.
0: I don't think you have to call it superficial because like physical attributes is a important thing. Is that what you were saying is superficial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was
1: saying, I mean, I... I have, unfortunately for me, I'm like innately attracted to men that look like J.J. Watt, but they don't really (laughs) exist a lot. And so like a big like offensive lineman man, like the bigger, the better. I like a thick boy, three C's. Hey,
0: I'm with you on that. Not the boys. I like the thick girls. Yeah. We are a thick, positive podcast.
1: Hell yeah. But that doesn't really exist a lot. So, you know, like I got to be kind of more realistic about that. Anyways, but I think that physical... The first thing I notice about someone is their smile. Okay. And so I feel like if I were going to talk about physical attributes, that would be like the number one. I like a guy that's bigger than me and a great smile. And then like everything else is not physical.
0: How big we talking? What is a cutoff that you have? Talking superficially here. If you see a man, he's like, I'm 5'11".
1: No, no, that's fine.
0: As long as he's taller than you.
1: See, my thing isn't even... so. (laughs) So much length as it is girth. I don't need a okay, man to so be now that we're tall. Talking... No, no, I don't know. I don't need a man to be that tall. But like, I am like a big girl, so I feel like I don't. I want to
0: feel little. Yeah, you yeah. want to feel like he can just pick like, you up and cuddle you and right. throw you around. Like
1: if I run across the room and jump yeah. into your arms and you have to go to the hospital, we're probably <laughs> not going to make it. <laughs> That'd and be so bad. I think that, and that is also not a knock on them. That's an insecurity that I have. Right. Like I would rather. Like, I don't want to feel that way. Some women love a short king and good for them. But I feel like I don't know that I really focus on the height so much as I focus on, like, the whole package.
0: Where do we think that comes from?
1: I don't know, but I feel like I'm talking with my hands a lot. Um, Where do I think it comes from? Yeah. (sighs) I think it comes from my size. Like, I feel like it comes from, like, an insecurity of mine. And I don't want to say insecurity like I hide from it, but it's just, like, I you know, not to bring up Jessica from the tin roof, but like, I don't look like the other girls in Nashville. And I know that, but those little girls take all the big guys. And I'm like, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> hey, little girls, hey, stop taking all the big guys. Get in
1: line, honey. Um, but I don't know where that comes from. I feel like that's a question for my therapist.
0: Okay. So that's one attribute. It's got to look like JJ Watt. What are the other four? <laughs>
1: that makes me sound terrible. Um, I feel like I haven't painted myself in a good light in this podcast so far, but that's okay. Cause <laughs> we're being open honest, open and honest. The that's
0: the name of the show right
1: yeah yeah when are you gonna be open and honest
0: i'm always open and honest
1: okay that's a lie number uh four <laughs> would be uh, not lying <laughs> i'm just kidding i feel like the next thing i look at someone is probably gonna be just how they view like their future and their connection with their family like where did they come from what are they looking for how do they want to build their life okay it's a I lot it's guess- a lot of no, I feel like it's like goals. Like
0: priorities.
1: Yeah, priorities, priorities and goals. Priorities in life. Yeah, just like- Are kind they of-
0: motivated? Let's do motivation in life. Life motivation. Sure. Okay. Okay, we'll take- They're not just sitting in life and kind of taking it day by day. They know what they want. Yeah. They know where they're
1: headed. And I don't know that they even need to know where they're headed. They need to have like an idea or like an aspiration to do so. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need someone who's got it all figured out. I don't have it figured out.
0: Nobody's got it figured out. Exactly.
1: And I feel like, but to go back to the women that want guys with money and this and that, and he's too short and all those things, I'm like, that to me seems like something that's so unimportant. If you're, you're like focusing on the wrong thing there. Right. Okay. Does he have goals? Sure. Okay. So we can, I want a teammate. I want to build off your goals and I want to be a teammate with you for the rest of our life.
0: Preferably an offensive lineman teammate.
1: I mean- yeah, if he's available. Number three. Um, I didn't realize we were doing a final four. You're really putting me on this the is five. spot yeah. here. I feel like loyalty is uh, the one thing that I really do not budge on. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody has a different threshold when it comes to dating, and some people can tolerate it, and maybe infidelity isn't something that's a make or break for you, but it yeah. is a break for me. 100%. And I don't know why. But I just feel like I can kind of get through anything except for that. I and I do think there is a line that if you say you're going to forgive someone and they come back into your life, but you didn't truly forgive them, that it's unfair to the person who ultimately cheated. Absolutely. And I think it's like your responsibility to know that, to navigate it. Maybe you don't know it right off the bat, but I just know that about my personality. Like I would never, I would never let it go.
0: Yeah, you're grudge cat. I'm the biggest grudge holder too. I can't. You are a big go. grudge cat. Yeah. I'm I get grudge, it though. I'm I am the cat. same
1: way. I feel like, I don't know that there's anything more disrespectful than infidelity. Right. Truly. I agree. I think that there are a lot of shitty things people can do and I could work through them with yeah. a partner, with my teammate. Like I was saying. Um, it's hard I'm to forget. Correct. But I'm a pretty ride or die bitch. Yeah. Like other than infidelity, like I'm pretty ride or die. I got your back. Yeah. Because, I feel like I really pour into the people, and when I pour in, like I'm all in, which leads me to number two.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Let's hear it. Um, She's going all in for number two.
1: I don't know if I'm going all in, but I just feel like it's one of those things that How do I want to say this? I'm going to pick a different one. Never mind. All
0: right. Never mind. Um, She's nervous right now. I know, because I didn't want to She's twirling her hair. She got her legs crossed. Why um, are you giving a play-by-play of what
1: I look like, you fucking creep?
0: <laughs> is that a Taylor Swift friendship bracelet? No,
1: it's a no bad vibes, old Dominion bracelet.
0: Okay, they're kind of. Can we start to- this over? Number two.
1: Um. All right. So my number two is emotional maturity. Okay, I that's a like good one. Emotional maturity is uh Hard to find. I that going back to Nashville probably hard to find in
0: Nashville. Never,
1: yeah, and never, never neverland. And it's just like, again, I don't need you to be perfect. I don't need you to have it all figured out. But I do feel like I did a lot of self reflection over the pandemic, and I just felt a little disheartened when we got back out into the world. And I just felt like maybe other people weren't doing the same work which is kind of bleeding into my number one, the number one thing I look for more than anything else is self-awareness. If you are not self-aware, you cannot be emotionally mature. You cannot be loyal. You cannot be an effective communicator. You cannot be a good teammate. You don't know what you bring to the table. You don't know what you're good at. You don't know what you're bad at. You don't know what you need to work on. All of those things. If you are not self-aware, it's a no for me.
0: Self-awareness is a big one just in life. I'm always shocked Truly. at some people who don't have self awareness.
1: Yeah, have you ever been to BNA Airport? There's a lot of people with no fucking awareness there.
0: <laughs> but Nashville Airport. If you go there on a Sunday afternoon, it is literally a graveyard of bachelorette parties. Yeah, it smells it is like just a hungover girls laying everywhere.
1: Yes, it smells like a dumpster. Like people speaking of sweating hot dogs out, they're like sweating honky tonk central out. Yeah. But like four days plus the Tennessee heat
0: and some hot dogs. Alley dogs, they call them.
1: Is that what they call them?
2: Yeah. All
0: right, there you have it. Anybody listening, watching right now, if you know a man with those five characteristics, send them, send us their profile.
1: Don't do that,
0: and we'll get Sam Cat back on track here. Get her going again.
1: I don't know. I feel like I'm at a. I feel like I'm at a chill spot. I I'm living in the era of let them. If they want to ask you out on a date, let them. If they want to ignore you and not make you a priority, let them.
0: Do you ask guys out on dates or do you wait?
1: Yes. So I I am very, uh, I'm a mixed bag for sure. And I feel like I'm all over the place when it comes to dating. I don't know that I have like any hard set rules like, oh, you have to wait a day to text him or he has to ask you out. Like if I'm feeling it and I'm vibing with you, I'm You're like, we should grab it. a drink. Or I would love to get dinner with you, but nothing is sexier than if they ask you out and it's not like, hey, we should hang out sometime. It's like, hey, you want to hang out on Tuesday? There's this new place I really want to try. Are you free at seven? I'm like, yes, I am. Thank you so much for giving a shit and like just taking it one step further to like put some effort into it.
0: And just showing some confidence.
1: Oh, confidence. Oh, I should have put that. Yeah, confidence in my top is a big five. one. You rattled me with like asking me what I was looking for, but Yeah. I feel like there's a fine line between confidence and cockiness. For sure. But I love a confident man. Yeah. Because I also have been told that I am intimidating and I'm scary and all of those things that I find super unattractive.
0: Yeah. Confidence is huge. I think a lot of guys like confidence and ladies as well. You don't think that, huh? You think Guys just want like a uh, cute, shy, not really saying much. And you want to be able to.
1: Yeah. I mean, I obviously don't want to generalize and stereotype because I hate when guys do that to girls. But I do feel like in my personal experience, I have a very bold personality and it's, uh, it's like, take it or leave it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I know right away if a guy's like, this bitch is annoying or if they're <laughs> like, wow, this girl's hot. Like, I like yeah. that she just like says it like it is. And and I've noticed also that somehow I always end up with like the emotional and the nice guys because they like women that will like not speak for them, but they are not, I don't know, I guess it's like they feel safe. Like I don't want to put words in their mouth, but there's like alpha males that are like, who do you think you are? How dare you have an opinion about this? I'm like, oh, you want an opinion? Give me a sec. I got a few. Yeah. So I think it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's as common as you're, you like a confident woman. Yeah, for sure. You like bold women. You like personality. You're not easily intimidated. Right. But I don't know that that's very common. I just think that's common for your life.
0: Yeah. If I was like attracted to a female, like in the past, and then she's super confident and comes up to me and is just like, let's hang out or let's do this. I'm like, damn, cool. Yeah.
1: I feel like that's like how that. we became friends. Yeah, I like didn't force you to be my friend, but like kind of did. Pretty much. I was like, hey, we're going to be friends. And you were like, okay.
0: Yeah. I still send you an invoice every month.
1: I haven't paid it once in five years.
0: <laughs> confidence is big. Andrew, do you agree? Agreed. <laughs> all right. There we go. <laughs> the in-depth response there. We all like confidence. I actually asked on my Instagram today, women, I said, hey, ladies, send me your questions that you would want to maybe not ask a guy but you want to know from a guy's point of view
1: did you get a lot of responses I got a lot
0: of responses you want to go over these I'm kind
1: of scared you're going to be the voice of men
0: (laughs) yeah I'm going to try I'm not speaking for all men but we're going to answer these
1: see that's how I feel I feel like I feel like this whole episode I've been like an imposter you're asking me to give advice and it's just like
0: no it's great I'm trying to help you out I'm trying to be your your therapist right now I'm trying to get you a man's okay I feel the-
1: like you rattled me from the beginning and it's not my you're best work, but off. I'm just-
0: yes. You're just thrown off right now. Because you're
1: like, oh, by the way, Sam Cat wants to marry a man for money. And I'm like, "If <laughs> and that makes my skin crawl because I don't want to be that girl. But, it was a joke. But- I was just joking that I feel like all the good ones that maybe aren't millionaires are already taken, so I might as well just ride out the first wave of divorces and marry for money.
0: <laughs> hey, I-, I asked you this the other day. I said, what if Milkman- yeah, yeah. You found out he had about $20 million okay, in the bank also, and he was six foot three and he no, was handsome and he I looked was, like JJ effing Watt. I bet you wouldn't have mine if you ordered a glass of milk then.
1: If, if, okay, I will challenge you. Yeah, if the vibes were on, but like the milk. What if was the, the
0: vibes were off?
1: Then I would have said no. Oh, come on. Sean, I think you're vastly underestimating how comfortable I am being alone. I think you're not giving me enough credit no. because here's the thing: is that I've I have plenty of my friends. My whole life,
0: I've known you. You've been alone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i have been very comfortable.
2: <laughs> Slammed.
1: I quit. When was your last relationship? Like a real, real one? Yeah. 2018. thousand fourteen. Fuck off, Booth. <laughs> I've had plenty of situationships and sure. some that have gone farther than others, and some that have just like not even evolved from. Like, I've never even met them in person. Maybe I met them on an app or something. So, I've had a wide range. But, like, a real, actual boyfriend, Yeah. 2018.
0: Okay. That was a good year.
1: A good I'm year. fucking mad at you. So, go ahead. Ask me your questions. <laughs> good.
0: All right. Here we go. We got Andrew in the building, too. He's going to help us out here. First question. Who should pay for the first date? I feel like that's easy. A guy. Always. Yeah.
1: A lot no of matter people, what. A lot of people these uh, days. I don't know if it's more guys or girls, but they... Have changed the ways, and they say that uh, it, whoever asks you out on the date is the one who should. That's insane.
0: Pay. That's crazy to me.
2: Yeah, that would make. It
1: really I'm not saying that I'm one of those people. I love a chivalrous moment, and I love. I do. I do truly. I think that it's like an un, unpo English, Sammy. It is an unpopular opinion these days, growing that uh, it shows like weakness. Like I make my own money. I can pay for my own meal, and it's like I don't think that that's the point. I think the point is that he's.
0: He's trying putting to effort be a gentleman. In, yeah.
1: I think that's amazing.
0: Like there's a lot of things that have evolved, obviously, throughout life. But I feel like that is one thing where you should just be the gentleman and still pay no I matter agree. what. If I it agree. goes terrible, if it goes great. I can't imagine ever being like, hey, uh, what's your Venmo? Or let's split this. Oh, it happens. Oh, that's wild. I also
1: had a guy yell at me once because he spent $100 on our dinner and I didn't go home with him. He's like, I'm going to spend a hundred bucks. You're not even going to come back with me. I was like, a hundred bucks? What am I? I'm worth a hundred (laughs) bucks? That's so bold. Yeah, needless to say, I never talked to him again. I can't believe that He also called his mother a whore. Oh, damn. First date. I was like, oh my God. Yikes. Lovely. Welcome to Nashville.
2: I can't believe that there's guys like that that are that bold to just like expect you to go home with them. That's nuts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He also fell in the category of not liking confidence. Because
0: that's just a weird insecurity with them.
1: I agree. I think that was a lot of mommy issues. Someone who calls a mother a whore on first date. (laughs) is Yeah. (laughs)
0: I don't know what pointed you to mommy issues, but maybe that whole whore thing was probably a good indicator.
1: (laughs) I do have to say, though, I met him on Hinge and Hinge was like flawless. It was like the most witty banter I have ever exchanged back and forth. Like I was throwing shit out. He was responding right away. And like funny, not just one word. Yeah.
0: We talked about it, though. Yeah, and then
1: you get you in person. You can master and the text like, game Well, you get in front a of a human
0: being and you're just like. uh,
1: oh, like turtles.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, does body hair really matter? So I'm assuming this is from a, this is from a woman who wants to know if men <laughs> think that body hair really matters.
1: I think it's personal. I think preference. the short answer
0: of that is, yeah, it does. OK. Right.
1: I don't know. I'm not a dude.
0: Um, <laughs> What type of body hair are we talking about here?
1: I mean, like, what if I had a beard? I feel like you wouldn't be into that.
0: I probably wouldn't be into that. No.
1: But what if I just had a faint mustache? Are we talking like
0: it? arm hair, armpit hair, like you know, hair? What
1: if I had a hairy ass?
0: I that, that hanging that, out my bikini. That'd be tough. I wouldn't be into that.
1: Yeah, Spoiler I mean, alert. I think that it's just I think personal hair preference. matters. I, okay.
0: Yeah, for Andrew. Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> Andrew's trying not to get in trouble with his know, wife at home. He's like, yeah. I mean, I love <laughs> you yeah. all the time. Thick arm hair.
2: I don't know, dude. It does matter. It's like a not the norm for a girl to have armpit hair. Yeah. So like, if we're out on the town and you lift <laughs> your arm up and you have armpit hair.
1: Yeah, no. But here's the thing. I also really, I feel like you're being a little weenie hut junior right now and not being as bold as you could be. And Andrew and I are really putting ourselves out there. And the fact that sometimes things about dating are superficial. Like, I'll, I'll agree oh, with you if you want to throw it in my face that if he looks like JJ Watt, the milkman wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, guess what? he didn't look like JJ. Watt. Why am I the enemy because uh, I think that
0: nobody hey hey you hey, are hey, 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 take you a breath are over there no, <laughs> take a I'm breath. saying that you're
1: saying he is saying he doesn't like thick armpit hair and it's like, oh but it's not, oh, that's his preference. He's allowed to think that.
0: But I know there's a lot of progressive women out there who have armpit hair. And they're like, well, why? how come we have to shave it off?
1: I agree. That's what I'm saying. That's their preference. That's
0: their preference. What tough. if it looked
1: like Chewbacca was in her bathing suit? It's not yeah, for
0: you. That's not for me. I get it. Yeah.
1: I respect it. I I feel, so you guys talking about that, I feel the opposite but the same, but towards men. Let me reword that. And the fact that like, if a man shaves his chest and shaves his legs and shaves his arms. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah weird. I like hairy. I mean, yeah. I like hairy men to an extent. Again, right. like I, if like your head hair connects to your toe hair, yeah. You ever seen those guys that like they have face hair, eyebrow, it leads into their beard, which leads into their neck, yeah. which leads into their chest, which leads into their balls, which leads into their legs, which leads into their toes. And you're like, you are literally one carpet of hair. Yeah. No. Bigfoot. Ooh, no, no. That's, yeah. that's, I don't want to be like stroking your back and combing hair at the same time. Okay. But no
0: you place. want like a little bit of chest hair is good. That turns you on.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Cause you look like a man.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Unfortunately, I'm attracted to men. If I could list all the things I <laughs> could be attracted to in the world, I think straight men would be at the bottom of that list.
0: I shaved all my body hair one time. That's when I did my Iron Man.
1: That makes sense to me. Yeah. I wouldn't judge you for that. If you continue to do that, I would judge you right here, right Including now.
2: Including your head?
0: No, I had a cap that I could oh, put on.
1: Oh, Sean yeah. would never let his blonde locks go. That would have been a great He would have an identity oh, crisis.
0: I would. I would cry myself to sleep. How often do you creep on your ex's social media?
2: Oh, shit.
0: That's, that's a good one. That's a good question. I personally don't. I'm one of the, I don't want to see it. I don't want to know. And I just never.
1: You never looked. Never. On any of your exes.
0: I mean, when I say never, I mean like maybe once or twice tops.
1: Do you creep on people on the internet in general?
0: Yeah. I look at profiles for sure. Of course. But I'm saying my ex is more like, I'm like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to feel any type of way. So I'm not going to go there.
2: Okay. That's right? Even, like, exes from, like, a decade ago?
0: I've only got one ex from a decade ago. Um,
1: How many girlfriends have you had? Four. That was real painful for you, buddy. You good?
0: (laughs) I would say, like, full-on... Committed relationships.
1: You don't have to squirm so much while we're talking about this booth. <laughs> yeah. I can see you moving. Uh, it sound like he's calling you a Jack Russell again, or whatever yeah, you were. Great Dane. A
0: great Dane. I'd say four. I had one serious relationship in college. After college, for like seven years. Oh wow! Yeah, that was uh, that was a great relationship. She was fantastic. That was I was.
2: So there's like no part of you that's like, oh, I would be curious to see if she's married now. She could be (sighs) married with kids.
0: Oh, she is married with kids. I've seen that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Dang. That would be wild.
0: That's wild. But that was one where I thought I was going to marry her for sure. Like I was like, yeah, I was madly in love with her. She was fantastic. Um, But I was at the point in my life where, you know, Sean Booth just wanted more. I wanted to go see what's out in the world. And I was in Connecticut, New Hampshire with her. And if I stayed there, I probably, you know, at some point would have asked. Mm -hmm. Got down on one knee and then moved to Nashville. and
1: To follow your dreams. (laughs) To
0: follow my dreams. Yes. But I haven't talked to her. Um, I'm trying to think of when I last spoke with her. We've had like a couple... Um, exchanges over the years I did call her because we were still kind of talking a little bit and like cordial that was right before I went on the show so Mm -hmm. I had to call her and like give her a heads up I was just like hey um,
1: people are going to be knocking on your door yeah and they
0: did and they did and then one night after I got back from the show I was engaged and I was just like uh, my brain was in a pretzel absolute pretzel With my feelings, my thoughts, my emotions, and I went out to Broadway and just got hammered drunk, rip-borne drunk, like (laughs) (laughs) honky-tonk, central Sean Booth drunk. Love him. And went home one night and ended up calling her at like three in the morning just to give her a heads up.
1: That you were engaged? Yeah.
0: I was like, hey, um, I just want to let you know. Did you
1: break it off with her?
0: (sighs) I, I, I don't. Remember the exact way to end it. No, I did you break it off. I was probably the leading cause of that relationship ending.
1: Because you're being an idiot, or because you called it quits.
0: Probably both. What do you mean by being an idiot? Oh
1: my god! The fact (laughs) that I have to explain to you what being an idiot means is the reason that I think you were the one being an idiot. Okay, I'm saying like, were you not being affectionate? Were you like distant and you weren't in the relationship and she could feel that? So she's like, what are we doing? Were you? Talking to other people, were you like not making her a priority, or no? Were yeah, you, I
0: wasn't talking to other people, but I was definitely being selfish.
1: Okay, so that would yeah, that's, I was being an idiot Okay, cool. Probably yeah. So then she was like, "Hey, uh, the writing's on the wall. What are we doing?" Yeah, and you were like, "I'm going to Nashville to be a bachelorette," and you were like, "See you later."
0: <laughs> yeah, I was basically like, I'm, I'm okay, but yeah, I don't know how exactly it ended. That
1: but it sounds- was like a
0: seven-six year thing, like kind of on off a little bit. Uh, how- I, not, all of a sudden, Sam Cas my therapist I, now. Well, yeah,
1: but I don't understand yeah. how you can be with someone for seven years and then not know how it ended. To me, that means that you're the reason it ended. Oh,
0: I would say, yeah, I was the reason why so it then ended. So
1: why are you calling her at three o'clock in the morning years later when you're engaged with someone else?
0: Because I felt absolutely terrible because her life was about to get stressful and people knocking on her door and calling her and her family, which they did. And I was giving her a heads up okay. and kind of apologizing and being like, hey, Guess what? Sorry, I I got engaged because I talked to her before I went on the show. She was upset. We still talked, but we weren't together by any means. And I was like, just a heads up, going on the show, going to be a good time, going to make some friends and travel the world a little bit. I might be home in 48 hours, but I'm definitely not coming home engaged. Well, fast forward, came home engaged. And I was, again, super drunk. I called her and said, uh, yeah, just a heads up.
1: A courteous call, if you will.
0: It was, and but then that call turned into, um, she like talked to her family about it, and then her cousins ended up selling that to tabloids. So then I was at a, in an airport with my ex, and it was uh, on the front of Us Weekly. Oh wow! It says Sean's been calling his ex.
2: No way.
1: <laughs>
2: that was a tough
0: one. I mean, Literally, they weren't simple- wrong. No, they weren't wrong.
1: Just a little misleading, but...
0: A little misleading. Yeah.
1: What a weird life you live.
0: That was weird because I stand there. I was with my ex and I look to the right and I'm like, oh, crap. That's not good.
1: I feel like that's an easy easy explanation, though. You're good.
0: Yeah. But I I called her because I felt bad. Sure. Yeah. Because I didn't want her to get put into any of that dumb chaos that I put myself into. Same with like my family. Yeah. Close friends. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I caused this. I am a wrecking ball. (laughs) And now you guys have to deal with what I have done.
1: Why didn't you ever call me and say that? I feel like I deal with your shit. You're wrecking bullshit every day.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that was one of my serious exes.
1: I'm glad you asked that, Andrew. You put him on the spot. Do you see how much he squirmed? Yeah. Loved yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I squirmed a lot. Loved I just burned like a thousand calories. All right, in that go to the next question
1: before you cry. My goodness.
0: <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Next question. Um if I gain weight will my hub still find me attractive, be honest? That's um mm. That's sad that you even have to ask that. I feel like he should find you attractive no matter what. I know that's a dumb question, but yeah. it's sad that you would have to think that. Yeah. You know? Because I'm sure, listen, I'm sure he's not Mr. Olympia. He's probably gaining weight. He's probably not as tight as he once was. We're all getting older. <laughs> yeah. We're all going to get a little sloppier. But if he doesn't find you attractive, then that would uh, not be a good marriage. No. When you took your vows and you said, yeah. I will always love you for skinny or for fat, you meant it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know, but that's like so sad because I feel like I constantly remind myself that the way I look and how much I weigh is like the least interesting thing about me, but it's still very much at the forefront of my mind all the time. Right. And so I feel like it's, I mean, that hurts my heart that you would ask that, but I also get it. But I I also feel like if you're marrying someone, you're committing your life to them, Mm -hmm. that it's, there's so many other things that you love about them other than their looks, even though- as I was just saying 30 seconds ago, it feels like it's okay to be attracted to someone because of the way they look as well. Right. Like that is part of the initial attraction. I just think it grows from there, but if it hasn't grown from there and you're already married to them, there's more red flags than how much you weigh. I feel like.
0: Yeah. That's a tough one, but that
1: makes me sad.
0: Yeah. I'd like to know why people don't want to settle down nowadays and have a family. Who is that? I could answer that. I feel like times have changed, and I feel like we now live in a world with social media and there are so many options out there for people. Too many. Too many. Where Just I think swipe. It, exactly. Where it's it's better off like our grandparents, great grandparents. They grew up in a town, they fell in love with Georgina down the road, and they are madly in love. And for the rest of their lives, they'll be with each other because that's their first love. And you don't have to go on Instagram every day and be like, oh, what about that person or that person? Or you have so many ways to connect with people and it just is uh, death by volume.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good way to say it. Surprisingly, you finished that sentence well, but I do think there's <laughs> also... Uh, so... A lot of my friends are married. A lot of them have children. I am a 32-year-old single woman. And outside of Nashville, that's like an anomaly. It's like, oh my God, you're going to die alone. In Nashville, it's very common. Um, But I do think that there is some sort of misconception or confusion of the definition of settling down does not mean settling. Right. There are a lot of people, I have been a victim of this as well, of overthinking a situation like, oh, he's great, but what if I meet someone who's better? Yes. What is that? What is that mentality and how did that develop? Is it social media because of all the endless options? I can pick up my phone and connect with thousands of guys if I wanted to, maybe. Or is it me not knowing or having a clear idea of what I'm looking for and I'm just like lying to myself? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I do think that there is a big misconception of settling down does not mean settling. And in some people's eyes or in their hearts or whatever, it, that's how they feel.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that is a, that's a great point. You should put that one on a t-shirt. Oh, settling okay. down does not mean settling.
1: Yeah, they're yeah. not the same thing.
0: Yeah, because I think you, you think that life – I think there's such negative – Thoughts and opinions about marriage, mostly from married people who make comments about it or yes. joke about it. Or it's like, oh, got to go home to the wife tonight or man, I can't wait to go golfing with the boys so I don't have to be at home with my shitty kids and yeah. terrible wife where it's like, why would anybody want to do that?
1: I don't know. But that also like you saying that. Anytime I'm just like, dang, I should try harder. I should be with someone. I should, should, should. Whatever, whoever made that up made me think that I need to be doing those things. Then I have a conversation with people who are married and they're like, don't get married. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, so maybe I shouldn't be in a rush to do that. Everything will work out the way it's supposed to, blah, 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 blah. But I truly believe, and I it's so cliche and I hate that I even believe it, but like the grass is green where you water it. So yeah, you're a married man and you're like, oh, you get to go out to Honky Tonk Central and see all these blonde, beautiful women and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. These Jessicas that have all their guy friends. Yeah. Yeah. But also, yeah, you know what? And then I go home and there's no one there. Yeah. So maybe that would bother someone more so than not being able to go out and meet the Jessicas. I don't know. Right. It's personal preference, but I do think that the grass is green where you water it. And I remind myself that all the time because- There is a – again, like lean into social media. It's a game of comparison. It is. Like I said, all of my friends are married and have children or two. Right. And I'm like, damn, I am so far away from that. Um, But then again, that's not my timeline. And I, this girl on uh, Instagram, she talk, she like does her makeup while she's giving like dating advice. I feel like but I it's see like, so
0: many of those it's people It's like
1: cutthroat dating advice. So yeah. I I like her. She's straight to the point. And one of the things that stuck with me is she's just said like, why are you beating yourself up over the fact that your friends are married when you wouldn't marry any of their husbands?
0: Ooh, that's a good point. And I was
1: like, holy shit. She's right.
0: Do you think you'd be married right now if you were living in Michigan? Uh, and with kids.
1: Uh, I don't, I don't know because I, I think that when I came to Nashville, I had so many goals and dreams that I wanted to achieve that were not relationship based. And I've done them all literally the only dream that I have left unchecked right now is a partner. And so I don't know if Nashville changed me quote unquote in a way for me to be more career friendship, buying a house, all those things that I had on my, to do list per se. Um, I don't know if Nashville changed that in the mindset, or if like I would still be this person had I lived anywhere else and just matured. Right. Because I could kind of see it going both ways, mm-hmm. but I do think that w- what you surround yourself with is shapes Where who you, you are. Fall into. so. I don't
0: know. Possibly. I
1: still think I'd be as picky as I am now, but I do think that maybe I would have. Settled yeah. down? I don't know.
0: Because I think I'm like, if I lived in Windsor Locks, Connecticut right now, would I have been settled down 10 years ago and have a family with kids? And I also think people who grow up in smaller towns and you know they meet one person, they're obviously more likely to marry them. But also, they might get a little more scared yeah. easily if they lose somebody. Yeah. And they're like, I am never going to find anybody because- Pickens are slim, so I'm going to settle down here, where again, death by volume, you go to Nashville, and you're like, well, that didn't work out. Let's go to uh, yeah Kid Rocks and go find another Jessica.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's a mind warp to think that way, because it's kind of like the butterfly effect. If you, take, if you make one different decision, well, your entire what, life changes. That throws me off.
0: That's crazy to me right there.
1: Yeah, like, what if I never walked into your gym? Who would be your podcast host? I
0: mean, you? probably somebody a lot better and cooler.
2: What are you? That saying- is the second
1: time you've been What hurt? are you saying
2: throws you off? Explain the butterfly the effect. The
0: butterfly effect. So I look at my life and I'm like, I did this, which led me to this, which led me to that, to all this. Like, if I didn't go out this one night, if I didn't go down to Honky Tonk Central on Tuesday nights... Yeah. Then I wouldn't have met this person, who then put me in this position in my life. Like one wrong turn, one way. How'd you meet your wife?
1: The playpen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm good friends with her older brother. So her older brother is my age.
0: And how long were you friends with him? The playpen.
2: A uh, year and a half, two years.
0: You were and two years old.
2: No, no, no. No, 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 no. What? they we were friends for we a were year. And friends and half. Okay. In <laughs> high school, for like a year and a half, two years. So probably like freshman, sophomore year of high school, we became friends. And then I started dating his sister.
0: Okay. And if you never became friends with him, where would your life be right now?
2: That's what I was going to, I was going to ask if you guys can pinpoint a, so like for me on this scenario, the like turning point in my butterfly effect, if I'm understanding this correctly, would be meeting my brother-in-law. Correct. Because if I had never met him and become his friend. I wouldn't be married to my wife. Yeah.
0: You could be single working at Larry Flint's right now,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: which is a strip club
0: right up the road. <laughs> like you don't know where you would be. Yeah.
1: So How'd not, you come to Nashville? You know, I, uh, a breakup. That's right. A breakup. I mean, I I moved here. I always, I always knew for some reason that I belonged here, but I didn't really know why. I just knew that I wanted to work in Nashville. Right. I felt like, the town matched my energy and i would feel at home and i was correct i've moved around to a million states when i was a kid so when people are like where are you from it's hard for me to answer i was born in virginia i lived here my parents you know like it's kind of all over the place nashville is the first place that i've chosen as an adult that i'm going to build a life and i'm going to live and i feel like i would have probably moved to nashville had i stayed with him i would have just been a completely different life like i always knew that i was going to come here i just did it under a different Route than I had originally imagined, Hmm. but I think that the old butterfly effect thing is in the back of my head. Like I really don't want to go out. You know how many times people are like, really didn't want to go out that night, and then I met my wife and blah blah blah. Chuck Wicks did not want to go out, and he met his wife at a bar on Broadway. And I'm thinking to myself, what? How many times I've been to a bar on Broadway? But I get it. I feel like it is just that one time. And like I said at the beginning, every pot has a lid. Mine is just lost in the back of the pantry.
0: It's crazy how life works out. I think about my buddy, Chris Strandberg. He was on The Bachelorette with me. This is a crazy story. So one night out on the Mumbrian Street, and his name, he's Cupcake on the show. He came up to me. This is before we were on the show. This is like eight or 10 months before filming. He walked up to me in a bar. And he had his phone out. He goes, this is you right here. And it was a guy. It was a side profile. And it was a guy with a beard and a part on the side of his head. And the meme said, watch out for this guy because this guy will steal your girl. He showed me that. And he looks at me. He goes, don't steal my girl. And I was laughing. And then he turned around. Fast forward 10 months later.
1: You stole his girl.
0: We were in the mansion of the Bachelorette. (laughs) <laughs> and he comes up to me after, as I'll never forget this. As soon as I walk to the door, he comes up to me, he goes, Do you remember me? I was like, No, he goes, You remember I came up to you at that bar? It was for the Block and White party, Mark Block. And he's like, I showed you that meme. I was like, oh my God, you did. He ends up kissing Caitlin first. And then Caitlin ended up giving me the rose on the first night. And we were walking wow. back. Wow. We were walking back through the hotel. And I go, stole your girl <laughs> like, what are the chances of that
2: that's a crazy
0: you're talking about
1: that i love that
0: i mean what Those are, are like, the my favorite
1: situations that happen in life like what are the chances of that happening there's are fantastic times.
0: that's got to be less than like winning the lottery
1: to uh, end up yeah. in
0: that house meeting i mean are you
1: sure he didn't know who you were before what do you mean like, did he know you were going to be on the no, show? No, this was
0: before. This is 10 months before either of us even went into. Okay. meet with them. Like, this wasn't even a thing in our lives yet. We were just down on the and having got it. drinks. That's funny. Yeah.
1: I like that even more then. Sean, what did you do before the show?
0: Yeah. So before the show, I worked for an insurance company. I did loss control. I was a consultant. So I got a job right out of college, went to Michigan for a year. And then from Michigan, I went to Madison, Wisconsin. That's
1: where you went on the date with the Chicago girl.
0: That's right. And then back to oh. Connecticut, and then to Nashville. So I was working for an insurance company as a loss control consultant. It was like risk management. The best way I ex- describe it is if you've ever seen, "Along Came Polly" mm-hmm. with Ben Stiller. Oh
1: God, that was you. Where
0: they like they go to businesses and they assess the risk to make sure it's a good account to insure. If not, you're like ah, they're probably gonna mess up and cost our company a bunch of money it was an awesome job paid great company car and i worked from home so i've never really like worked in an office nine to five Hmm. but the bad part about that was being somebody who worked from home right out of college being moved to michigan didn't know anybody yeah and i couldn't meet anybody didn't really have an office where in michigan howell michigan oh yeah yeah this is like small small little town
1: and then, I know, I went to Central, also a small town. Yeah.
0: So that's what I did. And then I found another job here because I wanted to move to Nashville. I came down to Nashville for one weekend with two of my buddies. Got arrested. Nope, not that weekend. Okay. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> should have gotten arrested. We came down here for CMA Awards because we wanted to see we we're big country music
1: fans. Are you still a big country music fan? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of – but do you feel like since you moved here, it like dimmed a little?
0: It dimmed. Yeah being here yeah yeah and then knowing everybody yeah and you kind of like, get not
1: jaded but like you get a little jaded. less
0: 100 percent, you get jaded
1: i refuse to be jaded i make it. a there's some people i won't be listen dated. to
0: i'm like i don't want to listen to that is that jaded that's jaded
1: oh okay because I'm you jaded.
0: know like you know they're not just a, a country singer that you know on the radio it's somebody you've had personal interactions with oh uh,
1: yeah yeah um then right. i guess i'm jaded
2: you know that he wears a hat <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah so i was big i mean we were big country music fans so we're like let's go to this show we'll be able to see all of our favorite artists in mm-hmm. one night and we did that yeah so I fell in love with nashville that week and got on the plane said i'm gonna sell my house and move down there and i did
1: that's pretty much what i did but different but same yeah again came here to chase your dreams never never land baby
0: never never land don't even know what my dreams were where i just wanted more and i think that goes into that oh. question is that okay. people always want more or want what they can't have So you find yourself in a relationship. You're like, I wish I was single. You find yourself single. You're at home by yourself. You're like, I wish I was in a relationship. I think that's a a constant battle with a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Again, the grass is green where you water it. What's the, uh, how long, the bare
2: minimum length you would have to date someone before you got
1: married? (sighs) That's a good question. Years.
0: I don't think you truly know somebody until at least- Two years.
1: What if what if you knew them for years, but you oh, were that's only different. dating?
0: Yeah, that's different, of course.
1: Like you're talking from the second you meet them?
2: Uh yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't I can't answer like that question because I think you start it's dating.
1: Yeah, no. I think it's situational. I think that that's not a one size fits all question. But like,
2: let's say you meet a guy on Broadway this weekend. He's amazing. He checks all your boxes. You guys date for six months, and you're just like in heaven. Uh, and after a after six to- months, he proposes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's I I I don't think I would say I don't think I'd be down for that. No,
0: I think okay. you would. I I think you're lying.
1: Sean, let's say Sean, why do you hate me today?
0: I think you would.
1: I don't think I think that. you
0: would. You'd feel the pressure. You're like, "Oh, I'm getting older." I already know you're feeling a little pressure. We're all getting a little older here, and you find that man in 6 months perfect. You're going to be like, "Yes, I don't Sir. know. Yes, you do. No, no
1: because yes, I think do. that people can be a different version of themselves. That's why months. I need
0: two years. Okay. You, so
1: why do you get two years and I have to be pressured at six months, Booth?
0: Because I think you're going to cave in to peer mm-hmm. pressure.
1: I'm freezing my eggs. My God, get me ready for the urn. You're telling me I'm pressured because I'm getting older. I'm good. I'm good. Like <laughs> um, I think Are that, you good? Yes. You I think good? that you have to wait. I feel like someone could be a different version of themselves for six months. Yeah. Like I would want to you see it. You need to it- go
0: through some shit.
1: Exactly. I feel like it's like at least a year. Sure. And at I'm going to say this
0: right now. Anybody who gets married without living with their significant other is absolutely crazy.
1: I agree with that. But I do think that did if I knew- you guys lived
0: together before you got married? <laughs> we did not. He
1: wasn't allowed to. He was still in high school.
0: <laughs> that's wild, but it worked out.
1: Yeah, good, good. for him. Because but he's the exception, not the rule.
0: That's right. That's what we call him. The exception. Andrew
1: okay no i'm talking now because you cut me off why are you holding your hand in the air because
0: i want to say okay i think it's crazy and i'm glad it worked out but you need at least two years to figure out who that person is and then living with them is a whole different ball game
1: okay i think two years is a stretch i say one year i think six months is too soon two years is too long if I was dating someone and I felt as though we were compatible and he was everything I needed and he proposed to me a year in, I would definitely say yes. Contrary to whatever you believe about me and whatever timeline you've made up in your head about what I need.
0: What about nine months?
1: Here's the thing. Do I know him? If I was like friends, if I was friends with sure. Sean for five years and then we started dating next week, yeah, I'd probably get engaged to him in six months because sure. I've known him. You know what I mean? <laughs> you are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> i why do you flex i
0: don't know just what I is know it that you, you look off. like a kid <laughs> yeah. like a kid
1: that's like oh i'm a big boy I went poo poo in the potty that is what you look like we I are just, getting so you. far off i appreciate just,
0: no that's good to know that's that's uh that's all interesting stuff i there. think it's
1: different to be friends uh, first than if you just but date someone
0: absolutely but everybody who falls in love in the beginning it is just like beautiful and the best and it's just like it's also not real
1: is i'm sorry is this thing on did i not just say that someone can be a version of themselves for six months (laughs) why am i here today you came out hot accusing me now you're preparing me for geriatric health apparently
0: (laughs) wait andrew so when you moved in with your wife you're married went to the wedding honeymoon and then you just like Joined in in the house together.
2: Yeah, we lived.
0: Were you nervous at all? Uh, Remember, this is the
1: open and honest podcast. Not really. I was just like. No, because he knew
2: she was the one. Yeah, Yeah. we had been dating for a while. We did like some long distance when I was living in California. She was still in high school in Michigan. Yeah. And then we got married in 2020 and the next day moved here and moved into our apartment. And that was it.
1: Right, Man. I respect it.
2: I do too. I appreciate people it's who know what
1: they want and they get it. Yeah. I respect it. Congrats to you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I i mean, I do. And I think that his is obviously like an extreme. I said he's the exception to the rule, but I also think that people who don't have that, that doesn't mean that there's anything like wrong with you. Like, no. Okay. For instance, when we did the milk thing and everybody was like, I can't believe you didn't say yes to him on a date because he didn't, whatever. Those comments. The milk wasn't the issue. issue. Like, it was this, yeah, the cherry on top. But the women in the comments that were like, you're going to be single for a long time, as if it's a bad thing. First of all, being single is not a bad thing. No. Why is that being weaponized? I don't appreciate that. I have a lit life. But that doesn't mean that I'm less because I don't have a husband. And this woman, this woman who's writing mean comments on the internet to a stranger. Probably wishes
0: she was single.
1: But that's, but what I'm saying is that like, the irony here is not lost on me. Yeah. You're going to sit here and tell me that I'm unbearable to be with, but uh, you're commenting to exactly. a stranger on the internet? Yeah. And you
0: got to understand that. You got to realize that. Most of those people are commenting out of a place of hurt or whatever it is.
1: Sure. But I feel bad for a girl who is reading that comment, who is also single and maybe doesn't feel as confident in it as I do. And then they're reading that and they're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Of course I'm a loser. I'm single. Well, that's it's like also- That's not the narrative. That's well, terrible.
0: Wh- exactly. But- in our society, everybody's like, gotta go to college, gotta get a job, gotta get married, gotta have kids. And if you don't do that for some reason, something's You're gonna be wrong so lonely. with you. It's mm-hmm. like everybody's always like, oh man. Like people will be like, he seems like such a good guy. I can't believe he's not married or this. I'm like, don't worry.
1: Don't even get don't me started. Worry. on the, Why are you single? Yeah, oh I my hate god. That. I like,
0: why are you single? I like, oh, maybe from like I a wanted 65 year old
1: woman. Why yeah, are you single? Because
0: their outlook in life is a little bit different.
1: Totally. It just, I don't want it to ever come across to someone that it's like a weak point or something. Exactly. It's not weak. It's not.
0: No. No. You've been single for a long time and I've known you and you've been very strong.
1: Don't try and (laughs) suck up to me now, Booth. You've already made your bed. You can sleep in it.
0: Here we go. Is sex that important for a healthy relationship? I'm going to answer this one right here. That is 100% a fact. Yes, it is. I think sex is a very crucial part to any Well, I can't say any because some people aren't sexual, but for me, I want to be in a very sexual relationship. I'm a sexual person and I would never want to be in a relationship where the sex declines as you get further into your relationship.
1: I think that the only difference between being platonic best friends and being a partner with your best friend is sex like what is the is there anything else that's different? I feel like you can have like an intimate friendship or an intimate whatever, but like the difference is you don't sleep with your friends. To kind of contradict myself here though, there are, is also like a time and a place. I feel like if your partner doesn't respect when it is an appropriate time for having like a sex forward relationship, yeah. that's also a red flag because yes, although sex is important and like you're saying you want to be in a sexual relationship with someone, sometimes life throws you shit. And oh, it's of like course. not you're not going to
0: always want to have sex, but you should be in a healthy sexual relationship if that's what you want. Or if so, say you and your partner have a, a ton of great sex and then all of a sudden you get married and it's like, eh, they don't have sex anymore. Or you got like, I always hear it, And that's also like a, a social norm you'll see like a sitcom or mm-hmm. girls on tv being like oh jim wanted to have sex with me last night but haha ha, i pretend i had a headache, I had a headache and yeah. i'm like well guess what i guarantee you jim is probably slowly dying inside and he's probably getting really good at figuring out how to erase his browser of pornhub.com
1: you really think a hundred percent
0: yeah not a hundred percent no i don't know anything hundred percent but i'm saying that you shouldn't Go into a relationship having a ton of sex and and then just be like, oh, now we're married. I'm never gonna give it up to Jim again. Neither should Jim give it up to Jessica.
1: I've heard I've heard uh, a variation of that, but I'm not gonna say it. No, you're gonna podcast. say it.
0: We're open and honest here.
1: No, my dad listens to this podcast. <laughs> I can't be talking about it. I feel like I agree with you. Yes, I think that there shouldn't be any sort of like. Like whatever the baseline is, it should kind of like stay the same, shouldn't it?
0: Yeah. And I understand you get older, you get tired, you have kids that obviously throws everything off, but you shouldn't just give up on something that was so good. and, And maybe something that was like one of the reasons why you got married. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You don't agree with me on that.
1: I do. I do agree with you. I do think, I mean, I said, I was like, the difference between friendship and a partner, I think is sex. So I think that it's obviously a very important part of the relationship.
0: Yeah, and we're all just animals who need sex.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have so many thoughts. Right? Well, I let's have hear so many them. Thoughts. No, I just you think I'm crazy.
0: You're giving me looks over here, like whatever I'm saying is is crazy.
1: I do not think what you're saying is crazy. I do love watching you talk about uncomfortable topics because you squirm. I'm trying. It makes me giggle. Yeah, but I do think that you were correct. I, I agree. Do you want to know what sex is more so than like, if you want to just diminish it down to like, oh, we're animals and we need it? Sure. Sure. We get that. But <laughs> I also think that that is like a very empowering feeling that like, if you want me, that's like an empowering feeling. I feel like that's a very intimate connection to have with your partner is mm-hmm. that it's not just sex. Correct. So that I feel like is like the, I guess where I was maybe not agreeing with you 100% is that like, it doesn't always have to be animalistic. I feel like the part that separates that with a partner is that it isn't just sex.
0: Yeah, it's deeper than that. Yeah. Literally and physically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, Dad.
1: I'm going to tell my dad not to listen to this episode. Yeah, give
0: him a heads up. Yeah, I think sex is very important to help I really also, chef.
1: yes, That healthy. was a long
0: answer short. Yes. Not short, but very One last long. thing and then we can move on. Okay. Is that
1: I do not appreciate when people use sex against their partner. Oh, yeah,
0: of course. Oh,
1: I had a headache. Like you said, that example. But it's just also like, oh, well, he didn't take the trash out. So I'm not going to have sex. Yeah, exactly. That is stupid. Horrendous. Horrendous. Exactly.
0: That's what I'm saying. All those jokes and.
1: But some of them are true. Like they're joking about it, but they're actually not giving it up.
0: (laughs) But I hear from people who are just like, yeah, I haven't had sex with my wife or significant other in like, I don't know, a month or two.
1: Is a month or two too long?
0: Yeah, a month or two is way too long.
1: Okay. I don't know. I'm not married.
0: But everybody's different. That's not, that's something I would look for in my top five. (laughs) If we're talking about our top five. (laughs) How
1: many times are you going to dick me down? (laughs) Like, okay.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No. Like, what do we think the average amount of sex is a person per year? What do you think, Sam Cat? The average amount of, of a
1: married person?
0: Nope, just an uh, individual.
1: 50 times.
0: Yeah, that's about right. It's right around there. I think is it's it really 52 or something?
1: So once a week. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I'm gonna have a lit second half of the year. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> got it.
1: Thank you for picking up on my yeah, joke, yeah. Booth. The amount of girls slash my friends that know they're like, oh, I got a ring. I'll never blow them again.
0: I know. That's the same that thing. That is the one that
1: I hear. More so than like putting out. Just having sex with your husband is one thing, but the amount of them are like, no, I got a ring. I'm never going to blow them again. Yeah. I was like, well, yes. the yeah. nanny will. <laughs> got this ring. Never going to do it again. I'm like, yikes. Yeah. Yikes.
0: Moving on. So we don't have to talk about more sex in front of Sam Cat's dad. Sorry, Mr. Cat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Cat.
0: Um, Last question. What is the most attractive part of a female? Now, are we talking physical, emotional? Let's do
1: both. Let's do all three. Let's go physical, okay. mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, all of the shoals. Sammy, predict what Sean's going to say.
0: Yeah, you predict.
1: Okay, physical, ass. <laughs> Sean's an ass man. Uh, emotional, I'd say confidence, bold personality. Is that emotional though, or is that like personality? To two. You tell me. Is uh that- I feel like that's more of like characteristic. Emotional. I feel like you gotta be with a woman that's gonna kind of pull it out of you. But I feel like that's also kind of confidence. So maybe I am. Oh uh, right. yeah,
0: I love confidence. I'll I'll do another one. I'll just I already said I love confidence, but I'll throw in another okay. one in there.
1: And then what was the other one? Emotional. Intellectual. Oh, intellectual. Uh I feel like you just I don't know what that really would entail for you. I feel like we have deep conversations. So I feel like you do like deep conversations, but I don't know that that is something that you're like, Oh yeah. I don't know how to answer that question. I want to pull myself out of the intellectual running.
0: Okay. So personality wise, personality is is bold, which is what's most important here.
1: Yeah. You ever walk (laughs) into a bar, you're like, wow, you see that girl's personality. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I want to meet her. Good
0: personality um she
1: looks like she can squat a good personality yeah that yeah,
0: yeah exactly yeah. yeah
1: yeah i don't know i don't know did i nail it or no
0: y- yeah you pretty much got it yeah okay yeah i'd say so so what is so, your
1: intellectual then answer what i fumbled
0: uh support is a big one somebody who's supportive
1: i feel like that's what i was trying to get at when i was saying like pull it out of you
0: yeah love yeah. support right it's like
1: i think that you, but also everyone, myself included, is just looking for someone that you can be all of the versions of yourself with.
0: Exactly. Whether you want to be yourself with yeah. whoever you're with.
1: Like a fully, again, you can't do that in six months. I will stand by that. But right. I do think that everybody just like yearns for someone to fully accept them. Mm. Whether I'm good, bad, and different. Whether my hair is wild or I'm in a bad mood or I'm in a great mood and not letting you sleep with a nanny. You know? It's like just really <laughs> depends on... Yeah. I guess what you're bringing to the table.
0: Correct. Yeah. And physical, I would say probably like nice looking kneecaps or something.
1: You don't like saggy knees? (laughs) No. I thought better of you, Booth.
0: Yeah. I'd have to go. uh, What's
1: the weirdest thing that you're attracted to physically to a woman or from a woman? You're like, wow, I really like her shoulder blades.
0: I don't know how deep I want to go here. I want you to go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How deep Sam Cat? Jesus.
1: I want, I (laughs) I went deep. You can go. This is an opening on this podcast, man.
0: What I like is like the the fold of the ass, like this hip. Yeah.
1: Those are called handlebars. No,
0: not yeah, but Those the, the specific like fold right there. That means, you know that means a, it's real. I don't know if it means it's real it or it does mean it's real. But I'm saying like the line, the fold right there.
1: On the thigh or the hip?
0: No, right in between, like you got the ass, and then boom.
1: Can you show me on the Can doll? Like, what, what is? I don't understand what you're saying. Are you talking about if you sit? If that's, if a, hip, sit, that's yeah. a hip. That's a hip. That's your hip. sit. That's yeah. a hip, Sean. But
0: it's an ass. But I'm talking about the fold right there. Those are
1: your hips.
0: Then I'm a big hip guy. Jesus.
1: You don't even <laughs> no. know what you're attracted to. That's a hip. No, this I'm is talking a hip. About- this is an ass. That's a handlebar. A handlebar. That's something for you to hang on to. There
0: we go. Gotta hold on tight.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Anyways, your top three characteristics we you said smile first
1: love a good smile that's the first thing i notice about anyone whether it's like sexual attraction or not yeah smile yeah uh what else am i attracted to weird or like normal weird forearms forearms and hands gotcha i just feel like you can tell a lot about someone like by their hands like if a man has better manicured hands than i do i'm kind of like Okay.
0: I mean, what about my hands? You
1: are. You need some <laughs> O C A body balm. Like you're always dry AF. Like look at your hand right I now. Came I came out of the womb
0: with out. dry, dry skin. Look on at my your hands. knuckles. Yeah, I got.
1: Do I want to hold that? Do I want the that to rough be rough hands? If you played with my hair right now, your callus would get stuck in yeah, my hair. That's 100%. not cute, Booth.
0: Okay. Well, it's not not manicured
1: uh-uh. hands. No, but I mean, you could use some moisturizer. I,
0: I moisturize every single day. <laughs>
1: Okay, um, anyways. And then what else is weird? I don't know. I just I feel like I fucked this whole thing up. Because um, I don't know. Well, you're, you're like asking me top threes. I didn't bring. You're the one who
0: asked me about something All weird. All I said was
1: what's one weird thing you're attracted to. And yeah, you couldn't I guess figure apparently hips. To <laughs> I don't think that's weird. I think that's very common. It's the I think that's on the hip. Yes, but I think that's why girls pose the way they do on the internet. Yeah. Because they know that men like you are like, wow, look at yeah. that. I'd like to take a bite of that. Anyways, uh, yeah, so I like forearms and hands.
0: (laughs) All right, there we go, folks. You heard it, Sam Cat looking for somebody who's got nice forearms, no, do you want to know? It's not
1: weird, it's not weird. I take it back. I feel like this goes, I feel like this is very primal, the same way that your hip attraction is. Yeah. I take this back, is these.
0: The V show. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're at, if you're on Percy priest or you're on a lake yeah. and a guy's getting out of a boat and yep. it's just like a little bit, but like their abs are contracting. Cause they're obviously pushing themselves up. I would like to carry your child.
0: You heard it. <laughs> If you know a guy who's got the V show, some nice forearms, some rough hands, who's got a nice smile, who's six foot six, 285 pounds, (laughs) who's played football, who's confident, who doesn't like milk, (laughs) send us their information. We're going to hook them up with Sam Cat. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: you could not be selling me worse.
0: And he's got to have a lot of money. We'll see you next week.
1: Don't say that. Booth.